Let us pray. In the secret, in the quiet places, in the painful moments, and in the joyful ones, remind us of your incomprehensible love and presence. Amen. Please be seated. Today we celebrate Trinity Sunday, the first Sunday after Pentecost. We celebrate the Christian doctrine of the Trinity, the three persons of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one of seven principal feasts, feast days in the Episcopal Church. So we begin our year with Advent, waiting for the arrival of Jesus and Christ's second coming, a time of preparation. Christmas season for 12 days, Epiphany, Christ revealing to the people, 40 days of Lent, a time of repentance and fasting, Easter, Pentecost, and today with Trinity Sunday, we begin the second half of the church year, where we focus on our response to the career of Christ, how we are transformed. In today's message, we become curious about the Trinity, how these three divine persons coexist in unity as co-equal and co-eternal. For many, many years, the church has tried to get it right with complicated metaphors or statements, but I think more than anything we have gotten it wrong. So I tread lightly here, folks. I will say that it is a mystery, and how we respond to that mystery will reveal more to us than any other statement made by the church, any other individual, or any institution. It is about experiencing the Holy Trinity, how we are transformed by love, by relationships, by community, by prayer, by sharing with others. In our Old Testament lesson, Isaiah is transformed from an observer to a prophet. And his response, here am I, send me, changing the future. The fire of God cleansing Isaiah, the spirit burning away Isaiah's many fears and anxieties at the time. And in our gospel message, we see the need of total transformation by the spirit if one is to enter the kingdom of God. And this transformation turns the world upside down. Nicodemus, the teacher and leader, not able to understand what God's presence means. I'm sure this created tension for him, especially with his role. And similarly, the Romans becoming part of a new family, recognizing God, Father, but not without the guarantee of what this will also mean for this community. Paul saying that this unity, this transformation, will bring joy but also suffering. And suffering is not pleasant. Suffering is always pain in some form. And that could be a little of what Isaiah and Nicodemus feared what this suffering would mean to them and to their communities. When we experience the Holy Trinity, we are all changed. When we are transformed by this revelation of love, 
we remain curious about what this means for us today. We see it as a love that unites us to the spirit and others. As African-American scholar Howard Thurman reminds us, to be in unity with the spirit is to be in unity with one's fellow people. Not to be in unity with one's fellow people is thereby not to be in unity with the spirit. The pragmatic test of one's unity with the spirit is found in the unity with one's fellow people. We see what this means when we are involved in the experience of a broken relationship. When I've lost harmony with another, my whole life is thrown out of tune. God tends to be remote and far away when a desert and sea appear between me and another. I draw close to God as I draw close to my fellow people. The great incentive remains ever alert. I cannot be at peace without God, and I cannot be truly aware of God if I am not at peace with my fellow people. We celebrated John's life yesterday. Now, I did not know John as long as you did, but I knew him long enough to know that he experienced the Holy Trinity in all that he did, and not only here in this beautiful space, but everywhere. John shared with others and just shared his presence and his ear. And that's what the Holy Trinity is all about. It's about inviting others and not becoming exclusive groups. So as we celebrate Trinity Sunday here at Trinity, I am reminded of our call to serve, of this community coming together in prayer, action, like John and Chess are volunteering at the zoo, in all the ways and all the things that we do and that we do with love. then it no longer becomes a mystery that needs to be solved or that I need to take responsibility of all the pieces of it, but rather an opportunity to be a community grounded in love. It is about relationships with one another, and like all relationships that experience joy and suffering, it will require communication. And yes, prayer is a form of communication between God and man and man and God. And the disciples knew this and therefore asked Jesus to teach them how to do just that, reflecting Jesus' own constant dependence on prayer. But as Archbishop Oscar Romero reminds us, it is nice to live a life consisting of prayers and songs of only spiritual meditations. That time will surely come where there will be no injustices, where Christians will overcome sin. But today Jesus tells us like he did to the apostles who wanted to stay up in the mountain comfortable. Jesus said, says, let us go down from here. We have a lot of work to do. Trinity Sunday, we celebrate the mystery of our Christian faith and life. We seek to be transformed by experiencing the three persons of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
We become people who welcome unity, not uniformity, but unity in our own world, through our own relationships, through our diverse forms of prayers, and through divine love. Which then moves us to say, here am I, send me. Amen.